Welcome back, everybody. Number 66 of the Honeycut Scenario. A little coffee hang with me, Craig, where we talk about life, talk about abstract stuff, things that uh, go, hmm, if you will. God, you remember that song? Things that make you go, hmm. Boy, that was the CNC Music Factory. That was so back in the day. Um. Let's see. What's going on here? So the weather has been good. The weather has turned a little bit towards September. It's getting a little cooler. We're starting to hear about some storms out in the ocean. The surf is starting to kick up. Um, But it's been really delightful. It's been amazing to be outside and to go and, like, get active and get in the water and just have a little joy and a little more space because we have some, you know, less people here on the Outer Banks where I live. And so you get a little bit of chance to exhale, which is really cool because in the last handful of years, there has been no exhale. There's been no downtime because it's just been white knuckle down here, right? It's just been like just going for it, right? Full tilts all year long, all the time. So it's nice to have a little bit of that surrendering because honestly, when I first uh, moved down here 10 plus years ago, full time, and I had my first full time September down here, some of the days are so amazing and the ocean's still so beautiful. I was like, okay, I get why people just are like, man, I'm going to live there because it's just some of the most spectacular weather anywhere. Uh, same for early October. We have great beach days. Um, but then you have to roll the dice that uh, you might get a hurricane. So there's that part. Uh, the storms. Got to be prepared. Got to be prepared for those storms. Live on the edge of the ocean. Mother Nature reminds you that you're humble and you're only here part time. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some music. Uh, let's see. The band Everything, September 24th at the Vanguard Brew Pub and Distillery in Hampton, Virginia. Going to be great. We're going to have our good friend Andy Waldeck on bass, our good friend Charles Owens on the saxophone, myself, Mr. Steve Van Dam, Mr. Nathan Brown. Uh, really beautiful building. Going to be a fun show. Look forward to it uh, right around uh, the fall equinox. So it's party time, right? Time to harvest the goodness and make the vibrations. Uh, we're also working on some new music. We've got some writing sessions coming up. Uh, we got October 22nd at the Rams Head in Annapolis, November 5th at the Broadberry in Richmond. So we have some good music coming up. Uh, I got some acoustic stuff going on. I'm starting to work on acoustic material. I'm starting to work on the song cycle I've been on for the last 20 years. So I'll talk more about that as it comes up. And just uh, really stoked with some projects going on. And uh, I was thinking about some things uh, as we're promoting shows. Uh, I have a box of band memories, like old artwork and old pictures of the band. And I've been posting them on our band's social media, the socials. And we have this giant manila envelope. Is there any envelope? Is it Manila's like, is it Manila? It's kind of, it's Manila. What I just remember that from elementary school, a Manila envelope, like your future was held in a Manila envelope. Um, but anyway, there's a pretty big Manila envelope that's uh, tattered and, and shattered. It's old. And it has fan mail from the 90s. 
And it's amazing because I don't really remember seeing this stuff because we were on the road 220 days a year for the whole 90s. Like the 90s was just a giant road trip for me. And our manager at the time, Randy Reed, uh, he would get all of this fan mail. And we had other people working in the office. And I've been going through this fan mail, and I am absolutely blown away that people took time to write us letters and make art and send us things and just communicate with us. And it was incredible because I realized like we were a band that was on the road just hanging out with people. And I might have talked about this in an earlier podcast, but I just, I've been reading some of these again. And I think one of the things I'm going to do is I'm actually going to start reading some of these fan letters on on the band social page because it's like some of them are just amazing that people took time to do this. And it really brought up the idea of memory because I was a very ambitious young man and I was a rocket, right? I was a firework and I was on my way somewhere. And as I was thinking about this podcast, I I jokingly and lovingly and not so jokingly call it no mud, no Lotus, baby, you're a firework. And really dealing with memory and new life. So kind of having these memories come up where I'm seeing the joy that was happening all around us as a band and the community that I was part of that I was experiencing and that I was celebrating, but deep down I was ambitious and I was trying to quote, make it. I was wanted hits and I wanted money and I wanted fame and I wanted to change the world and I wanted to, you know, do all this stuff. And, you know, and it was like, I was working so hard to do that and throwing all of myself at it and also losing lots of myself and picking up bad habits along the way. And like, you know, working on a a growing drinking problem and a, you know, like the party time and all of that. And it was just what giant mix until it got out of balance. And like a lot of people, like I, we had a huge hit song, not maybe not a lot of people had a hit song, but a lot of people had a hit song, right? And we had a follow-up and we just never got to the follow-up and wasn't really our fault. And I became a one-hit wonder which is amazing unto itself, right? Band had a really great career, incredibly creative. We did amazing things, had incredible shows, adventures, just super awesome. And then it was like the, that part of my career was just over and I was burnt out. I was I was done personally. I was 30. I didn't know what to do with myself. <clears throat> and so it was like this sense of what I envisioned since I was a kid did not come to pass, and I didn't know what to do with that information. I was still had all this momentum like a firework. And it took me a long time. I was telling somebody, it took me pretty much, for every day that I was on the road in the 90s, it took me a day off the road in the 2000s to just straighten out, um, just to kind of get normal, because I just didn't know what normal life was at all. And I was still holding on to, like, aspects of my ego and still just like dealing like drinking and just acting like an idiot in my thirties. And I just had a hard time with memory. I had a hard time with a sense of failure or a sense that things weren't what I thought they were supposed to be. And and during the whole time in my twenties, I was always like looking for what was better, what was more, what was better. 
enjoying what I had. It wasn't all bad, but I just carried this sort of sense of negativity about things. And, you know, anybody who has dealt with um, sobriety and all of that stuff will know that, like, you know, addiction is sort of the failure to be able to be in the moment and the failure to let go of the past and to over-romanticize the future or over-catastrophize the future. Um, and it reminds me of this, like, whole thing around the music industry. It reminds me of a story I read uh, in an interview with George Clinton where he was talking about uh, – the music industry. And he's like, you know, this industry is different. He's like, because what you put yourself into it and you think if you go for something that you're going to incrementally like climb up the chain, he's like, but what happens is, is like when you really go for it and you don't succeed, it's not like, okay, you're cool. And then you try again. He's like, if you don't succeed when you really go for it, it's total annihilation. And I, and I, that resonated because I was like, yeah, that's what's up. Like you, you build, 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 and then you swing for it and then you miss. And if you've given too much of yourself, it's like annihilation on some level, right? Now, this isn't like war or cancer or anything like that. This is career. This is ego. This is passion. This is purpose. And they're very real things. And, um, so one of the things that I've come to, just working for the last decade, you know, nine and a half years sober, yoga, meditation, raising a family, being a, fa- a father and a husband is memory. And people who've had trauma, who've had a sketchy past, who've had pain. And I think most people in general, you'll have memories that come up and they'll be painful memories and it will take you out of the moment and post-traumatic stress Think about how extreme that can get. This memories come up and will change your body, right? They'll change the chemistry in your in your in your brain, and it's hard to manage. And I got to a point in the last couple of years where I was these memories would come up, and I started to see them like, oh, yeah, that's the past. Those are organic items of my path and my spirit, and my soul, my person. And just like any kind of compost, they're breaking down over time and they're creating this very rich soil for something new, something powerful. And I started to see it like, oh yeah, no mud, no lotus, which is the Thich Nhat Hanh quote, I do believe, which is like the lotus flower grows in funky shit. And it's like, wow, yeah, you put doo-doo on your garden to make it grow better. And it's like, okay. Well, that past, right, those actions, the pain, all of that is breaking down into a very rich, funky soil. And I'm super grateful because, like, for me, it's like, oh, yeah, all this creativity, all this newness is happening. And it couldn't have happened without what what has happened. And it's like, you know, sin is a form of sickness, right? You think about, like, uh, the old story of Jesus where he was healing people. And it's like, hey, I'm healing you. And it's like you've been carrying all this sin and it makes you sick. So don't get sick again. So don't sin again, right? Don't miss aim what you're going for. And I feel like that's a really incredible kind of like thread that has really been like with me over and over again. And it's amazing because it's like 
freeing, you know, and anytime something comes up, we're like, ah, oh, remember that happened. You're like, ah, you know what? So what? So what happened? No big deal. Can't use any runway behind you, like my dad said. Um, so it's like the fuel for what's next. It's the funky stuff. It's the wetlands of the soul. Four, letting your colors burst. Baby, you're a firework. And the other part of this thread, which is the life, the colors, the firework part, is, well, I mean, it's abstract. This is an abstract podcast sometimes. The song Firework by Katy Perry has been on, on the playlist with the family this summer. My seven-year-old is great teacher for surrendering into music. And it's been amazing. I've really loved this song. It's a great pop song. You know, and Trisha's like, oh, what are those lyrics about? I was like, I don't know, man. They're like pop lyrics, right? And I've been thinking about them more and more. And it's just like a, a simple pop song can be overlaid against so much as like a juxtaposition, you know, for contrast. And I was thinking about this in context of this podcast um, because of the whole idea of the past composting into something that creates rich soil, which is life-giving. And, I, you know, if you ever watched Game of Thrones, the uh, uh, what's her face? Um, the young Stark girl who went to the Red God, went to train to be the assassin. And it was like the Red God always said, you know, only death may pay for life. And it's, it's interesting because it's, there's a lot of truth in that, right? Like compost is death. That's dead stuff. And then dead stuff grows live stuff. And it's a transferal of energy. And you think about like what's happening in this world. And part of some of the themes I talk about are just how to be grounded in an overwhelming world. Uh, and it's overwhelming in a new way because of the amount of information, the amount of growth, the amount of technology, the amount of hyper-connectology, whoa, amount of hyper-connectivity and sort of like the disillusion that comes with that and the disaffection and the ungroundedness and the addiction that comes with it. Um, but it's like the whole idea of this planet. I mean, in the 1800s, like they discovered oil and oil is this like super magical, powerful substance that supercharged the world that we have today. Like the roads, the plastics, the, the medicine, the machines, the explosion of population. I mean, planes, like all of it came from this substance that was an exponential amplifier. And oil is dead stuff. It is ancient, millions of years old, broken down, compressed, heated up, dead stuff. And that dead stuff is so powerful that we've used it to explode on this planet as a species consciousness wise too right like so that's the whole idea of baby you're a firework let your colors burst it's like we're doing that fast i mean in 150 years i mean think about it like i was talking about abraham lincoln on a past podcast and it's like you know his kid died in the white house from typhus from drinking the water kid got a fever and then he died and it's like what like dude had drank water and then died 150 years ago, 170 years ago. Sorry, my math is not the greatest right now. Um, so it's like the acceleration of life. And, you know, and the whole question is, is like, uh, 
can we handle the accelerated success? It's like, are we going to suffer from catastrophic success right now? Is it too much? You know, are we able to create and sustain a massive growth of lotuses at scale using past life, right? Lotuses being us and our consciousness, past life being the uber mud that is oil. Um, And that's, you know, the personal thread was like my own memories, you know, using that as fuel for recreation and all of that. So it's powerful stuff. You know, finding peace with yourself is a hard thing to do sometimes. Um, And that's all I have for you. I hope wherever you are and whenever you are, hopefully this podcast was interesting at least, um, and that you're experiencing new growth and you're letting go of the past and processing it and turning it into compost, making it the funky stuff, the mud in your garden, the wetlands of the soul. Baby, you're a fire. Baby, you're a fire.